Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is James 2, 1 through 13. One thing that we've seen in our Bible reading and one thing we just know from experience is that nobody likes a hypocrite. Nobody likes a hypocrite. But here's the thing. Whenever we think of a hypocrite, it's rare for us to think about ourselves. It's rare to think, oh, I do hypocritical things. It's a lot easier to look out at other people and see the hypocritical things that they are doing. But James today is going to, well, he's going to hit close to home and he's going to point out something that for many people could be an area of hypocrisy. Remember in chapter one, we talked about being a doer of the word. We are to be humble or to be people that not only hear what the word says, but we are to be people that do what the word says. Well, in chapter two, he's going to give a very specific example that probably, and really you see it in the text, he knows that his readers are are not doing the right thing here. So he is pointing out something specific. Hey, I I know that many of you are not uh, doing what you're supposed to. You're not being a doer of the word in this area. And it's really a rebuke here. And it's a rebuke that all of us should seek to listen to sensitively today. It's a a rebuke you've probably heard before. You're probably familiar with this passage. He says in verse one, my brothers show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. And then it gives an example of that that you've probably heard before. It talks about the rich man that comes in and a gold ring and fine clothing. And oh, you give him the great seat of honor. But then there's a poor man in shabby clothing. And he comes in and you say, hey, sit down at my feet. And then there's some strong words at the end of that. Verse 4 have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? That's harsh. He's saying that is evil when you do that. When you put the rich man up front and you tell the poor person to sit at your feet, that is evil. You are not being a doer of the word. Because he says, listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? You're viewing this through a worldly perspective. The the poor man who is a Christian is a rich man because he is an heir of the kingdom and he is rich in faith. And if you distinguish between the rich man and that poor man, you're doing something evil. You're becoming a judge with evil thoughts. And so this is a rebuke to that. And he goes on to even say, you've dishonored the poor man. And even to say it's the rich often who are doing the sin of oppressing you and dragging you into court. So you're honoring people that aren't even godly, but just because they're rich, while you're dishonoring people who love the Lord, but are poor. You are viewing things wrongly. You're not being a doer of the word. And so that's where this merits some self-reflection from us. And we have to remember that, again, it's easier to see hypocrisy 
in other people than it is in yourself. Because I'm guessing even just going over that story, you're like, yep, no, I I don't show that kind of honor to, to rich people. In fact, you know, I don't really like rich people either. Well, that might not be what we're, we're going for. And I just also want to point out, that's not the only way to show partiality. I remember for several years doing, uh, leading a college ministry, what was my main role in ministry. So I was working with a lot of these young adults from 18 years old, kind of to their mid-20s. And most of these young men and women, they didn't have a lot of of money. Most of them were poor young adults trying to, you know, for the first time in their life, perhaps even trying to make a living, trying to support themselves. So none of them were really fitting these categories of really poor necessarily or really wealthy. But I can tell you, right, when when the cool looking guy walked in, or a cute girl walked in versus a socially awkward person coming in, that got a different response. So that's not the same distinction here as rich or poor, but in that environment, it wasn't so much money as it was more of a social capital. You know, people came in that seemed like, ooh, they're interesting, they're cool. They got, well, why don't you come sit next to me? And the person walking in that that, lurk, that looks kind of out of place, and, and when you talk to them, that they're kind of awkward or nervous, they didn't quite always get that same welcome. What are the ways, you should honestly ask yourself, what are the ways that you may be tempted to show partiality? I think another thing that's common even among adults is showing partiality to someone that has similar interests to you. Now, is that a bad thing to share a common love of, of a hobby or an interest or something else and for that to be something you talk about and connect about? about? No, that's not wrong at all. Uh, that can be a good and that can be an enjoyable thing in life that, that you can enjoy as a gift from God. But when you just look for those people and, and you kind of kick to the curb the people that they don't share your similar interest, well, is that not partiality? So there are a lot of different ways that this kind of partiality can be shown. And I think every single one of us in response to this passage should go to God and say, God, search me and know me. Am I showing partiality to, to a certain kind of people? And if I if you honestly don't feel like, oh, I'm, I'm showing partiality toward the rich and ignoring the poor, well, are there any other ways you may be dividing people and showing uh, or is treating people differently in your mind? And really seek God on that and even put a little watch in next time you're at church. Who do you find yourself drawn to? And, and you know, we don't need to get into kind of this uh, paralysis by overanalysis and view every tiny interaction you have under the finest of, of microscopes. But just notice, do you see any trends? Do you see, well, I I tend to flock towards these people and ignore these people and ask yourself if that is right. And if not, seek to correct that because not showing partiality, showing love is part of being a doer of the word. And that's really where it gets to then in verses nine or eight through 13, Uh, you, you really fulfill the the royal law when you love your neighbor as yourself. That's where you're doing well. We, we want to love our neighbor as ourself. And even you think of that parable, who is my neighbor? Going back to the good Samaritan. 
It was the man who should have been divided, the Samaritan. He's not the one that should have been showing mercy to that man, but he was. And you should be thinking, man, I'm called to love these people I'm around. And it doesn't matter if they're similar to me or different to me. I I want to show love. But if I'm showing partiality, I'm committing sin and I'm convicted by the law as a transgressor. I am not being a doer of the word. And that's really when verse 10 comes in where, you know, if you fail in one point, you're breaking the law. I think James is trying to point out to them, you may think, oh, I'm I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. You know, I'm doing this. I'm okay in these things. But hey, if you're showing partiality, you're breaking the law. You are a lawbreaker if you are showing partiality. And that's where, you know, we use this verse sometimes to remind us that, hey, if you think, well, I haven't broken these sins, if you, if you are sinning, you are a lawbreaker, you are in need of the grace of Christ. And that is true. But I think even in the context, he's trying to point out, if you're doing fine in other things, but you're showing partiality, you are breaking the law and you are becoming a transgressor. But you should speak and act, verse 12, as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. And so they were reminded even as Christians, we are living under grace. But that does not mean, well, I can show partiality and it's no big deal. No, I want to follow God's law, the law of liberty. I have been set free. The law is now written on my heart. I want to do what God says. But if I'm sinning and I'm not showing mercy, I'm not showing love to others. Look at verse 13. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So if I'm not showing mercy to others, that kind of shows I haven't been shown mercy. And that is going to involve judgment for me. So we see this familiar passage and we may just kind of glance through it and say, hey, I'm good on that. But I want you to take a second look. I want you to take a, a longer pause to really consider your habits and whether you are showing partiality or whether you are loving your neighbor as yourself. And maybe one thing to do is be intentional next time you go to church or next time you go to your small group or, or some other setting in the church. Be intentional to talk to people, to to welcome people, to show love um, to people that maybe you wouldn't normally do that. I think one way we can counter the sin of of partiality is by making sure I'm going kind of out of my way uh, to show love to people that I might not otherwise think to do that. I want to be intentional not just to avoid partiality, but I want to be intentional to show love to everyone, to, to look at my brothers and sisters in Christ and say, hey, these are fellow heirs of the kingdom. These are my brothers and sisters. I care about them and I want to encourage them. I want to reach out to them. I want to get to know them. I want to talk to them. And even that social capital that I talked about with those college students, you know, that can still be a thing for adults too. You can meet someone and say, hey, this person seems interesting, like someone I would want to get to know. And you may come across someone else and like, hey, they, they seem kind of awkward. Well, if they love Christ, they are your brother and sister and and they deserve your love and for you to listen to them and get to know them and seek to understand them and seek to know how you can encourage them in their faith. So let's be warned by this passage here in James 2 and let's heed the warning and let's seek not only to avoid the pitfall of partiality, let's seek to actively run towards love and loving our neighbor as ourself and reflecting the mercy to others that we have received in Christ. 
Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.